podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First time here to Son. Kane, good area for Spurs. And Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Hello, 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 hello. Ah, another week in the uh, Spurs universe. Uh, we are here at uh, New Spurs Order. Um, firstly, I must start with a public service apology. Um, apology that this pod has come out a little bit later than usual, um, but we didn't want to let you guys down. We wanted to give you so some content to take in as we summarise um, the past seven or so days at the lane, as it were. Um, it's the two of us today, again, uh, the dynamic duo and the strike partnership. Um, and as of yesterday, 10 o'clock, coach and striker. Um, Yao, how you doing, brother? You good? I'm good, B. I'm a bit tired. Yesterday was um, brutal. Uh, to say the least yeah not that i'm complaining at all uh it's necessary and very much needed but yeah it was it wasn't a joke bro i've got um i've got doms all over the place and i don't know if people know what doms are but listen it's just it's very painful bro yeah trying to do pre-season uh food doms um is wild um it was a good session yesterday. Um, we are now recording this on Sunday the 30th of July. Um, so we've had a full week to digest things at the lane, and it has been a busy week as usual. Um, we don't want to keep you guys too long because we know you've already been waiting for this pod. So we're going to dive straight into it. Um, now, my, my honourable partner here, um, uh, Yao, doesn't like to speak about certain things too much once he said his piece. Um, he believes that should be it, that should be final. Um, and therefore, I'm going to take this first topic and just maybe say a few words. Um, and I'm not sure he will want to comment, but it may be too tempting at some point. Um, so here we are. Friday uh, was Kane's 30th birthday. Um, I feel like he's been near 30 for a long time now. I don't know why um, that age has just been kind of hanging over his head. Um it could be Kane's last birthday as a Spurs player. Reports are that uh, Bayern Munich, I think it's a masterstroke by um, Daniel Levy to uh, not have the the meeting with Bayern Munich on Kane's birthday. Um, no news is, is leaked on Kane's birthday. The club could celebrate Kane, do their post. It was interesting to see if they were going to do a post, but they did. 
Um, and, you know, we don't have the drama of on Kane's birthday, you have reports of an, a fee has been agreed or not agreed. There's tension. Kane stormed out of training, whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, that may be saved for tomorrow, uh, Monday, um, 31st of July. I believe that's tomorrow's date. Um, the, the, the schedule, apparently, from what we're hearing from the likes of a Matt Law and some of the other reporters here on these shores, that tomorrow is the scheduled date for the meeting with Bayern Munich officials. I don't think it'll be old man Uli. Um, I think he probably stayed at home, and I think that's probably at Bayern Munich's instruction, because the last time he spoke up, he kind of um, added probably about 10, 15 mil to the price. Daniel Levy, a renowned um, harsh negotiator um, to his credit and also to his detriment, um, which is why we don't have any centre-backs in yet, uh, but we'll speak about that in a minute. So potentially Kane's last Spurs birthday. Um, I am going to open the floor to Yao just to see if he would like to say a few words. No. It's a no from Yao. Um <laughs> there were also in the quarter of the week, um, just related to the Kane situation, reports that we have spoken to uh, Kolo Mwani's um, representatives and that Mwani is, has some sort of interest. Now, we at NSO believe that these um, reports are fickle. We believe these reports have little to no substance. Um, well, at least most of us do. Um, but it's only fair that we give you guys um, a range of opinion. Um, so, yeah, we'll see if anything comes from that. But that would be trusting um, our board to spend a lot of money wisely, which we know they don't always do. So that was Friday. Um, we'll see what develops with that. Uh, by the time this pod is out, I'm sure there'll be some more news. On Wednesday, we had a game. Finally, having had the Leicester game cancelled, um, due to the the scheduling of the the game during the monsoon season over in the Far East. Um, the weather was against us, and even though we are from Britain, um, even though it's actually raining right now in London, well, the part of London that I'm in, uh, we actually... Um, yeah, okay, cool, it is, it is widespread. Um, we, we, we had the game cancelled against Leicester. Um, let, let's just touch on that first. Yeah, What, what for you, because, you know, you... You spoke at length last time about, you know, this is what preseason is for. You want to see this, you want to do it. The impact of losing that game in terms of, not losing it in terms of result, but yeah. playing that game. Well, how, this, massive, how, how crucial do you think that is? Bear in mind, and this, you know, it can be only a matter of 24 hours, but we do start the Premier League season before, I think everyone else did, with the first game on the Friday. Yeah. yeah. I think we are the first game, which is obviously going to be hell. Well, away to Brentford as well. Hell, they seem to have had a decent to good preparation. But that second game was a little bit, is is very much uh, disappointing because really and truly, you want to try and up the fitness levels, especially the match fitness levels, before the third game. Um, I know that the team that we faced in the third game had were well, midway through the season, so technically they were match fit, but you know the level of intensity is not the same. And it would have been good to have faced a second Premier League team, um, you know, or former Premier League team in this case, uh, for the lads to get uh, more um, more mileage into their legs. The problem here now is 
I think Ange has done the right thing in terms of playing two 11s again in the, the game we just played on Wednesday. But he, I think he would have to play um, close enough to his starting 11 and give them 70 minutes, roughly 60 to 70 minutes, high intensity going into the Shakhtar game uh, next week, Sunday. Uh, so losing that Leicester game, it's not ideal. It really is not ideal. But looking at our first five games, they're very tough. All of the games, I mean, all the games in the Premier League is tough, but those first five games are very tough. However, you could also say that, you know, if Spurs are actually on job, and if we were going by like paper, they could get, you know, three to four wins out of those first few games and get, you know, some mileage into the leg. So, you know, it's not, it's not the end or be all. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure, and you know, Angie mentioned it um, a few times in his press conferences, <clears throat> in his post-game uh, comments uh, about just the impact and how they have to now adjust on the fly um, for these players. I think also part of the problem is, and this is the price you pay for having good players, um, are better players, the players that you want to be. Um, prime and ready for that, that opening game of the season, the likes of a Madison Kane, they all had international duties. So they all came back a week later. Um, and our references when we get onto the game a little bit in, in a little while, I think that's part of the issue, isn't it? You know, we want to see these players in, you kind of don't mind if, you know, your backup right back isn't yeah. necessarily ready, but it's when you're starting um, right back or or your starting striker and all that kind of stuff. It's when they haven't had their extra week of trainers, when they, they're missing the opportunity to get into games. Um, and did make some comments about the fact that they now have, you know, a week's worth of training. Um, it's not broken up by travel, etc. They have, I think they flew back directly or at least, you know, within um, quite a short while after the game. Yeah. Or Wednesday. So they got back, I think, Thursday. Um, I'm assuming they've done some training over the weekend. They'll have, you know, four or five days this week. Um, but as we know, nothing nothing can replicate and nothing can prepare you for match fitness or getting that match fitness as opposed to playing in matches. Um, and I think we've seen that in our games, haven't we, in the two games that we've had. That first eleven, which comprises some of the better players, which comprises some of the players that came back a week late, um, mm-hmm. they don't seem as sharp. Everything is the same. The patterns of play, the ideas, the images, the, the kind of going forward, um, possession, what kind of stuff. But in terms of being sharp to finish off teams and, and, and whatnot. So let's let's talk on it. We we play Lion City Sailors. Yep. Um, thank you for that collective who <laughs> you know, that everyone just uttered. Because yeah, we don't know who they are. Um they're the Singaporean champions, right? Apparently, according to the commentary. Um it was actually a hodgepodge um, friendly. So yeah. I don't know if you knew this, yeah, but it was supposed to be Roma. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was supposed to be Jose's Roma, but due to some disputes with uh, the organisers of the actual tour, um, something probably to do with money, uh, yeah. they pulled up. Yeah, yeah. So Lion City Sailors, what were you looking for going into that game? We had the Exactly game. what I saw in the West Ham game. Point, <laughs> point, point. For those who last week's episode, um, give us a short recap of what you think, again, what you saw in West Ham and what you therefore were looking in to see um, in, in, in the second game. So 
it was more about uh, still dominating a large possession of the ball, uh, turning over the ball in terms of passes quickly. So transitioning from midfield to uh, forwards quickly and creating a bucket loads of chances. Um, and as many as possible, of course, because the more chances you create, the more likely you are to score. Um, we had uh, probably double digits in corners. I didn't really take on board how many corners we had against West Ham, but in this game, we were flooding the box with corners, which was a bit insane. Um, the one disappointment Ooh. is the defence. Oh, okay. Brand Wait, constant disappointment. Actually, you know, there's there's actually two disappointments. Actually, there is actually two disappointments, and the second one is, I'm going to give a caveat that I'm going to say, I don't think he's up to speed yet. But Kane was poor, you know, uh, you know, against you know some real, let's not call it top level opponents. You know, he was really poor. And what is more disappointing about that is that Richardson came off the bench and was absolutely lightning. You know, and so. <laughs> So there's like this belief of hope, yeah, that this this pigeon can come and do, you know, some real damage this season. We have to wait and see. But it was nice to see that we didn't, even after we conceded, we'd done the same thing against West Ham, funnily enough. Yeah, yeah, we didn't yeah. like go into this Conte-esque shape. You know, I want us to be rid of the absolute stench that is Antonio Conte. Because that guy is a fraud and I don't want him at my club or anywhere near my club ever again. <laughs> that point, the alarm goes off. <laughs> I love it. Perfect timing. Um, it's interesting you said about Kane. Um, yeah, again, it's one of the ones where you don't really remember him. Um, I know we said in last week's episode that it was interesting that we had all those shots in the first half and we couldn't actually remember Kane's contribution. Um, yeah. we had, I, I remember watching it when we were watching it. There was 24 shots in the first half. Yep. Okay, so 37 overall for the game. We had 24 in the first half. Not sure how many of those were on target. Um, obviously, Kane did get that penalty at the end. Um, four, four one target in the first half. Right. Four one target in the first yeah, half. The 19 um, yeah, that's, see, that, that's, a, that's what I'm saying. It goes back to what I just said about that sharpness. And I think... Missing that Leicester game, that is the one thing we're going to see um, as a drop-off. And it may take a while and, and hopefully, you know, it won't punish us, but you know, hopefully the likes of a Madison, Basuma, Kulu and, and other players yeah. can kind of help um, keep keep things going um, whilst whilst we're, we're, getting, we're waiting for some other players to get to speed. So 19 shots off target, four on target or whatever it was. Um, Let's talk about bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. They're stretched khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So how do you get them? You go to birddogs.com forward slash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. What else did you take from that first half? Madison. Mm. Listen. I man Speaking was on, listen, that half turn, 
He was on job. He, like half turn, second, half turn, second again, bro. Couple outside the boots. I was like, yo, anyway, I was <laughs> I was heavily trapped because you know, as you saw in training yesterday, even when I was tired, I gave somebody a little half turn still led to a goal. We're not gonna talk too much about that. That's for the highlight reel, you hear me? But yeah, no, I was yeah. happy that Madison, Madison just makes us move the ball forward. Now there's only one other player in Makes us yeah. Actually, you know what? That's a bit harsh because I was going to say there was one other player, but to be fair to this other player, I was going to say the one other player that makes us do this kind of like ticking over with the ball is Ndombele. But, you know, consistency is the problem with him. Yeah. And the other one who surprisingly has done it in the last two games is Lo Celso. And we all know what, how we feel about him. So I like what I saw in terms of the... Uh, communication and the com combination play between Basuma and Madison. And I also liked, I also liked this very much, who I'm about to give a heavy shout out to. I liked every single thing Romero did. Mm. He picked up that ball and he said, it's going straight into the midfield. We ain't playing. We're going forward. It doesn't matter that we're 1-0 down. We are going to attack, attack, attack. And I was cool with that. And he was the only best defender of the, I mean, Excluding fullbacks, of course, but he was the only good defender on the day. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Do you do you not feel though that you know we're, we're a bit too porous in the sense that you know we saw it at West Ham, is it? You know, was, if they could get past one or two elements of the press, then it's a quick out ball to wide areas. Um, it was Bowen um, in the in the first game. It was someone else in the second game. I really don't know their names. Um, couldn't tell you who it was. But there was a, there was a guy kind of picking up some pockets um, just inside of the fullback. So you're looking at in between Ben Davies and Destiny. Um, and, and, and it was just, it was always an option. And I feel like, you know, your, your better teams, you know, less, okay, we've got, what, Man United in our first few games. We've got Arsenal quite early on in the season. Um, but you think of any... Any of the kind of top teams, they've got a winger out there who can do a bit of damage. Maybe not Man United because they've got, they still play Anthony. Um, but, you know, it could be, let's, let's say they go the other side, you know, and they target Poro, you know, Rashford. I remember that game when Man United beat us 1-0 at Wembley, I think, and Pogba um, got the assist with a long raking pass and Rashford just duppied whoever was out there. Um, i never forget that actually watching that game, they did that pass so many times. And I feel like, is it a case of now we might be easy to play against? Um, not necessarily easy to play, but once you kind of figure out what's going on, there's always a weakness because of that kind of, you know, lack of security that our fullbacks have. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's our defence. It's like right now, it's the left-hand side of our defence, not necessarily destiny but anybody else that partners up with Romero, it's just, it's an absolute farce. And then obviously that goes and impacts um, Destiny's side because, you know, if it's flooding down your side, you're just going to be, you know, getting clapped from all play angles. On the right-hand side, where Romero's struggling is because he can't be paired with Poro. I don't care what, what Toby mm -hmm. thinks in terms of personnel and like, oh, he must be a better deliverer. Poro is an absolutely shocking defender. I, I didn't realise how bad he was on the defensive side because his positioning stinks. 
So you can't trust him to be on the same side as Romero because Romero's a front-footed defender. There's going to be gaps that he's going to possibly leave when he like steps into the pocket. So yeah, you need somebody who's capable of covering covering Romero on the weak side. And unfortunately for us, the only person that's capable of doing that right now is Emerson. And he's not good at travelling with the ball forward. So it's just it's just a bunch of hilarious stuff. And I hope I hope somebody who's close to Daniel Levy is listening to this very clearly because I'm not joking with you guys. You might have got four weeks. Four weeks. Two centre-backs. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna be crazy. Like honestly, like I, I'm not gonna let up. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm not gonna let up. Yeah, like until I see two new centre backs, I am not going to let up. I told you I don't know what I'm going to do, so don't ask me. Yeah, but if you're inside, you might catch a fight. You hear me, bruv? Yeah, it's it's clear that that's obviously it's affecting us, isn't it? And I think uh many Spurs fans online, um, I was in a Discord group with, with a bunch of them who, you know, were saying this Ben Davies selection is a clear message to the board um, from um, Ange um, Postogoglu. Dyer's not it. Yeah, Dyer's not it, is not it, Tankanga's not it. You know, none of these guys are it. I'm just going to play someone who's left-footed. Um, but we know Ben Davies is not it. Ben Davies knows he's not it. You know, yeah. and... You know, he'll, he'll probably get kept, you know, in this season just as a utility player, probably move on next year, get a testimonial or whatever. Um, but like I said, it does affect Destiny's confidence when we go, not necessarily confidence, he's a very confident player, you saw that in the game, um, but it affects what we can do with our fullbacks pushing on if there is that imbalance. And I think, like I said last week, you know, we don't have a back four, we've just got four mandem at the back. Do you know what I mean? And that's hurting us at the moment because there is no cohesiveness, there's no um, connection. I think that will come. It will it will develop over time. And I think Emerson and Romero have that naturally, which is why it looks more solid. We have to remember Poro came in quite late into a team of a lot of our people playing a different system. Um, so there's a lot of adjustments for Poro anyway. Emerson has been around obviously a little bit longer. Um other uh, players who started the game, just going to mention them, Saar, Kulisevsky, Son. Um, obviously, we spoke about Kane getting his, um, his penalty at the end of the first half to make it 1-1. Um, Basuma played, and they all did some sort of work in the half-time. So instead of coming for a half-time talk, I think it was already pre-loaded. So they all were going to come off, so they all did a, a warm, well, they say warm down, but it ended up being a little you know, mini fitness boost. Um, but over the course of that, Pesuma goes down with a knock. Now, as far as Angie's saying, he puts it down to exhaustion and just thinks, you know, they've been kind of running to the ground a little bit. Um, but my concern is, you know, if this is, this is something that lingers, could we absolutely need Pesuma to be fit and firing um, for the start of the season? So it'll be interesting to see what happens this week um, yeah. where we pretty much get a Pesuma... Um, video every day from Spurs official. Oh, is that one today? Yeah, it wasn't on the official channels, but he's already posted some. Ah, there we go. So let's see. Let's see how it develops, how how they manage him through training. Um and hopefully we can um keep him ready or get him ready for um that Friday fixture away at Brentford. Um yeah. so we did a straight eleven uh swap so Reguilon comes on skip 
Um, I'm just pulling out some names. I'm going to mention everyone. But you've already mentioned one player that I want to touch on. Um, Giovanni Lucelso. Um A man who's been regularly, regularly um, mocked, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> to say the least, in the group chat. We, we comment um, on our disappointment um, at his performances for the club over the, the times that he has performed. Um, is this a Lasso Remontada? I think in his case, if we're willing to do it for Endombele, he deserves one. Especially what I've seen of preseason. Um and Anne seems to love him. And I'll I'll be honest with you, I'd rather keep him than get Conor Gallagher. Yeah, I said that the other day as well. I said that in the group chat the other day. I said, if it keeps Gallagher away from the club, cool. It's not up for discussion. This is for the greater good. (laughs) The greatest of good is not up for discussion. Just the one foot as opposed to the Jewish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want no no Goldilocks in my my, my freaking club. (laughs) Struggling to to run away from bears, bro. I ain't got time for that. Yeah, it's, it's interesting with Lasso. You know, when he came in, you know, quite a, a high-profile addition. So he yes. was signed twenty nineteen, wasn't he? He was same summer yes. as Dombele, I want to say. Uh, yes, same summer, same summer. Yeah. So you know that kind of you know we finally you know do we have a replacement for Ericsson? You know, um, I think obviously Ericsson was still around, but it's a case of you know Lasso being the heir apparent. Um, yeah. It was disappointing. The only. Decent performances we ever saw from him were when he went on the way on international duty. Apparently, Messi is a massive fan of him. Um, loves yeah. having him around in the camp, all that kind of stuff. And that, that's just genuine comments from, from the greatest player of all time. Um, and also the occasional European game. Um, even though I do believe it was in a European game where he scored a goal with a shin pad. Um, not that he hit his shin pad. With Red Star? Yes, something like that. Um, no, just just for clarity, he didn't score a goal with a shin pad in the sense that he hit the ball with a shin pad, as in he hit the ball as a normal footballer would, and it was his shin pad. Just wanted to clarify, just in case any Spurs fan that's listening yeah. didn't catch. I think that was in the league. Was it? I actually, league? think I was in the league. Yeah, I don't even uh, think it was in the league. All I know is that Sai mentions it all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. And then rightly so, because it was a hilarious moment. And it summed up our disappointment with the lack of output from um, GLC. But it seems like, like you said, Ange favours him to a certain extent. Um, he's working hard in training. He must do because he, he does get kind of handed the keys to the attack. You know, he's yeah. in that Madison role, in that left eight, um, almost pushing into a 10, which I think that's his natural position as a 10. Um, my concern is he still is a bit too one-sided. Like He literally can only use yeah. his left. Um, and we had that issue with Lamella. And you're not going to score with a bone every day. So... It, you know, it kind of makes it a bit, you know, one-dimensional in some respects. But there is no doubt that he is putting it together in terms of the system and the style of play that and yep. won. So, like you said, if we can give um, and dominate a bit of a pass, maybe we can do the same for ourselves. So, or maybe it's just about we were calling on a Sunday and we both came from church today. So maybe we're just in a good mood. Um, anyone now? Ooh. We need to talk about Solomon. Hey, listen, yeah. Because <laughs> he, it, so just context before you go, he 
He played on the right, didn't he? He played. Um, yeah. So he played on the right hand side. Uh, talk to us. What, what's your thoughts on Solomon? He's looking lively, which lively. for most people is like, if you don't understand yet, he's getting a bat. That's what you, that's what you need to know. Yeah, he's getting a bat. He's beating man. He's tying it back. You know, he's doing everything right. I know he's done some sort of something similar to what he's doing now at Fulham. So it's not like it's something new, which is good because that means he's, you know, used to the league. But we again have to see how that converts in the league. What I do like is that he's kept up the performance that he had against West Ham, against this team. It got even better because this team's not good. You know, these Lion City sailors. Um, and he punched him. Exactly as I expect him to. Quality. Yeah, I think it's useful if, you know, you're looking at those first five games or even beyond. Um, if Son has any moment where he's not in form or Kulu, at least we know now we've got someone who can play on either flank. You know, we're not restricted in any way um, to to have a certain, you know, there's only one player that can come in with the Brian Heal or whoever. You know, we're not restricted in that respect. So that's, that's good to see. Um, so just just kind of finish off on the game. Uh, the game finished five one. So we had obviously a Harry Kane penalty to equalise. Um, Richarlison gets a hat trick across the second forty five. Lascelles also chips in um, with a goal in the seventy third minute. Um, Richarlison, like you said, he looked bright. Um, definitely the whole of that second eleven looked like they had an extra uh, week in their legs, which I know a lot of them did. Um, because they didn't necessarily have the international duty, so they got back a bit earlier. Um, so the same system, we're seeing the same free flow. Even though the shots kind of dried up maybe a little bit, I think that's due to the fact that I think it was a bit of a damage limitation by um, the Sailors. I think they they kind of retreated even further back, 10, 10 people behind the ball, 11 people behind the ball, like whatever. You know, um, <clears throat> so it kind of limited the space. But again, the Celso was picking up some good... Um, Link up and combination play with Richarlison, with Reguilon. Um, Solomon was doing some some nice work out on the right, um, direct runs into the box. Like you know, we mentioned about Aaron Lennon um, beforehand. You know, um, last week and and people making that comparison can definitely now see that even more um, with his performance recently. So we've got Shakhtar next week. We will speak on that in a little while. But um, the the night before the Lion City game, some, some interesting news came out about uh, the Billionaires Boys Club. Um, our owner, or whatever he is at the moment, um, beneficiary of all, of all things Spurs. Um, Joe Lewis, at his grand old age, uh, was indicted, publicly indicted with video and everything by, I don't know if this is the way they do things in America anyway, so I'm just going to go with that by a New York court um, for essentially insider trading. Um, yes. Hilariously, <laughs> he had to show up with court. He's only up in court the next day to answer the charges and his driver had some charges as well. Like imagine like your driver just gets caught up in this whole thing, um, you know. So whether he did it or not, we don't know. They've oh, he did that. I'm just trying to be fair. I'm hosting. You can no, no. As, as your host, as your host, you can be fair. As brother, I'm telling you, he did that. He, he definitely did that. Hey, judge, if you're listening, 
I'll be exhibit A. He gave me some tips. Told me to buy some crypto. You know what I'm saying? Whatever gets this guy at our club, I'm all for it, bro. He did that. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, so we, we have a very interesting situation. Um, and maybe for some, if we have any um, US fans, um, I know well, actually we do have some US fans, uh, maybe you guys can send us a tweet, send us some links to articles and just let us know how it's been reported on, on your side um, of the pond. Um, maybe give us some insight in terms to the, the process and how long we can expect this to drag on. Um, what do you expect from um, the different rulings as they come out? So he goes in, pleads not guilty. Um, now, the Premier League of Termancy, there is no grounds to say that, yes, they have to now remove him. But the optics. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Just get rid of it, please. It doesn't look good. It does not look good. You can't look at this one through rose tinted glasses. There is no way you can spin it. If he was that Alistair Campbell himself could not spin this for the Premier League. You you can't have an owner. The reason why there's a big reason why there's a big reason why you know he's probably not gonna get removed or anything like that yet. But what I will say is that the Premier League, you're under surveillance. Because, you know, if my man's name was Sutton Kills, mm. and he was from, you know, Qatar. Yeah. Yeah. His name was something yeah. else, and he was you know, from so somewhere was else. Somewhere else, yeah. <laughs> uh, blood. A couple men in the Premier League would be like, hey, this ain't alhamdulillah, bruv. Like, and this would have been stress. Yeah, we would have been in... Oral. So, Premier League, please, do your due diligence. Please, please. That's all I, that's what I came for. Please. Please. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting, um, to say the least. Um, I don't know if you saw these random Jay-Z links. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I don't want that guy near my club. <laughs> I'm Nas over Jay-Z, B. Nas over Jay-Z. That's a whole nother pod for another day. Um, yeah, it's interesting. We'll see who what happens if if there is a decision by the Premier League um, and they they decide that they're going to have to remove him or force a sale or, or ask some uncomfortable questions. Um, it'll be interesting because also Daniel Levy has 30%, doesn't he? He has the other 30% of yeah. the club. Um, so, yeah, let's see how it, how it goes in that respect. So the week ahead... Weekend. We're going to try to wrap this up real quick. We don't want to keep you guys too long. We already delayed you, like I said at the beginning. The week ahead, um, there's two things I want to talk about or just get your thoughts on. Centre-backs and mm-hmm. Shakhtar. Do you expect a centre-back to be signed? And I'm talking about picture, here we go, everyone's talking about it, it's done, sorted, not medical, I'm talking about medical, everything done by Saturday midnight. Nah. No, I would hope so. Um, but the way the reports that have come out have clapped everything right back to square one. Um, at the very least, I was thinking, yo, you know, straight after the tour, Mickey gets done, focus on tap sober. But they've clapped them links immediately. So, no, I don't think anything will get done before the Shakhtar game, which is absolutely ridiculous. Like, honestly. And that's why, like he who shall not be spoken of from my point of view, yeah, 
needs to be gone as well. Because if if they're waiting for money to go get centre backs, do it, bro. I don't care. Like I've I've got no sentimental values whatsoever. Just do it and let me go about my business and enjoy myself. Because I can't enjoy myself. All I keep thinking is we will attack and we will concede. Yeah, and this is not the life to live. So no. I don't. I'm I'm even vexed that I, I know it won't be done before. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a sad situation. In, in my hopeful, um, come on, someone's got a break type mentality. Um, I'm I'm hoping there will be something. But in terms of signed, sealed and delivered, nope. I don't think we're going to see that. Um, there might be progress, uh, maybe, you know, medical or signed away, but I don't think it'll be all wrapped up by Saturday, which is ridiculous, like you said. Um, I know two, three weeks ago, um, I kind of pumped the brakes on the, oh, we need to sort back before tour. Um, and I said, well, if, if they come in about three, four days, do we really care? It's now been two weeks. So exactly. we're now in the end game. Um, Pre-season is about to be wrapped up because of that um, Leicester game that we don't have, um, that we didn't have, sorry. We've only got two opportunities left. Shakhtar on the 6th and Barcelona on the 8th, I believe, which is random. But hey, um, and I think we'll probably send out a backup team to to Barcelona. I don't think that's going to be too um too hectic for some of those players especially with the game on the friday um expect i expect a behind the closed doors game at some point this week maybe reports will come out about playing a fulham excellent xi or something um shakhtar what what, okay so so this is it this is for in my in the ball intent purposes this is the last pre-season game yeah it's sunday and then on the friday the premier league starts and we're in whether we have Kane or not, whether we've got centre-backs or not, we, we cannot ask them to push the game back like Leighton Orient have done with theirs. Okay, We can't ask for these things to happen because we haven't sorted our ish out. So where do you think we need to be focusing in terms of Shakhtar? What are you looking to see? Are you looking to see us not concede in the first 20 minutes for the first time in pre-season? Are you looking to see us be maybe 2-0 up in the first half and, and get some goals in early on? Are you looking just for fitness? What's your view on the Shakhtar game? Uh, view on the Shakhtar game is an increased intensity. I want us to actually take the lead for once in these games uh, and not concede at all. Uh, I want to see a very good defensive... Um, to, I want to see better defensive aspects of the game in that Shakhtar game. I will be at the game. And if I don't see it, I will be hurling abuse. So, boy, you know, them man need to sort it out because I think we'll dominate possession. Mm-hmm. I think we'll dominate in terms of creating chances. Um, yeah, that's that's it, really. Uh, just defend better, take the lead, show more intensity. League starts in a week's time. Two yeah, weeks time. yeah, yeah. League starts five days after that game. Um, my thing is hopefully no injuries because we are we, we literally cannot have injuries to our best eleven, um, and that's even including the fact we won't have a centre back probably. Um, yeah. So whoever's playing, we just literally need them to stay on the pitch, get off the pitch, and and everyone be healthy. Um, can't take any any last minute stuff. And um, the time to turn around those injuries was not there. Um, especially like I said, those first five games coming up real soon. So there we have it, guys. Um, quick little roundup. Um, new Spurs order. Um, as ever, you know, doing our best to stay on top of things. All things Spurs. And please do, if you do, um, if you are a fan, if you are listening, even if it's your first time, 
do give us a follow. Make sure you're following us on all socials, new at New Spurs Order. Follow the um, our brothers and, and sisters. I have to be equal in, inclusive in my language. Um, the different pods that we have um, across the uh, Touchline Fracker um, universe. So not only just football, there's also other sports that um, get covered. Um, so boxing, Formula One, etc., etc. So yeah, guys, make sure you're following um, and keeping up to keeping up with things in our worlds. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure and a privilege. Um, until next time, brother. No problem. All good. Peace. Peace. On debut, has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London. That is absolutely incredible on debut. Oh, yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.